Hello, everyone. We're all gonna die. It's the end of the world. Uh, <laughs> is this a topic of World War Three or uh, coronavirus? Because oh, it's, yeah, it's the coronavirus. This is this is how <laughs> I'm this kidding. Is, this, is, this is how World War Z starts or World War Z, however you want want to pronounce it. It's like it's Z uh, Z or Z. We're Canadians. It's Z. I actually say Z. Traitor. <laughs> I'm kidding. But yeah, kidding. but yeah. Uh, this is how World War Z starts, man. Uh, I think I think I was messaging about this the other day. How uh, in the book World War Z, um, a couple of Chinese villagers go fishing for like uh, artifacts in like these ancient ruins. Right. And, then, and this boy comes back and he's he's been bitten by a zombie and yeah, that's basically how it starts. I'm like. And seeing this whole coronavirus thing, I, I just like I'm just like, oh great, zombie apocalypse! Here we go. I hope everyone stockpiled their uh, basements with uh, non-perishable foods because the end is near, and we're all gonna die. So, um, thank you for listening to this week's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this might be the last podcast. The last podcast. <laughs> the final cast. <laughs> No, but it is actually quite surprising. Like uh, the way the coronavirus has spread throughout China, uh, yeah, it's right. spread ex- exponentially. It's like it's it's like t- within China, it has spread so fast without warning, mm-hmm. and um, throughout the whole world, like despite there being so many um, flights to China and so many connections, people people. People have, you know, gone to China so many times and uh, are still going to China. Well, not anymore, but um, are still uh, interested in going to China and visiting there. So I'm surprised that it's actually not spreading around the world. I think it comes down to, though, the, the amount of precautions the rest of the world has taken and the amount of precautions the Chinese people <laughs> have taken in general. Yeah, I, I think for the most part. Uh, governments have done a pretty fantastic job. I mean, here in Canada, there have been, what, um, a couple of confirmed cases, but they've all been sort of isolated and quarantined in hospitals. So uh, nothing too serious so far. <laughs> so, yeah. far. <laughs> so far. <laughs> you never, you just never know with uh, contagious diseases because oh, wow. uh, it's just the nature of them. You, I mean, someone could be sick and they don't want to go to the hospital and that's it. That's... I mean, that's how it starts, right? That's how outbreak starts. Well, I uh, saw so a pretty serious outbreak. I forgot. And, um, I forgot oh. What was the... Um, uh, was it... In Toronto? Was it SARS or bird flu? That that whole scare we had. Yeah, I uh, think you're thinking about SARS. SARS, right? I remember SARS. I don't know if you remember it, but I, I, I remember... I was, yeah, I was in IFS at the time. Um, uh, in like... Uh, Oh, not elementary school, middle school, I think. And I remember the whole SARS scare. I mean, it was pretty... I mean, as a kid, I didn't really understand what was going on. So it wasn't scary. But looking back at it, I mean, there was this huge concern about, you know, this epidemic in Canada, the SARS epidemic. And I believe SARS also came from China as well, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, it did. Yeah, yeah, it definitely did. Uh, the biggest thing was it actually hit Canada the hardest outside of China. Yeah. Toronto... Toronto's actually, uh, there were flights saying do not fly to Toronto, and Toronto's economy really suffered because of yeah. that in the yeah. in uh, 2003. Um, but so far, so good with the coronavirus. I think, um, you know, I think th- times have changed, and we've been more prepared for it. Mm-hmm. But uh, you just can't be too careful, after all. It is exactly, uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And it's funny, like, during SARS, it kind of hit during the same time, like, around February to April. So Yes, yes. Just in time <laughs> for tax season. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're laughing. I mean, the topic, the topic is pretty grim, I mean, it's, considering. It's <laughs> considering, grim, but yeah. I think we need to find some lighthearted side to it, because... Exactly, exactly. I mean, we, we can't all be Debbie Downers throughout... Um, uh, throughout the duration of uh, this outbreak, 
I mean, that's how negativity only contributes to, you know, paranoia and whatnot and the whole zombie apocalypse thing. <laughs> but, but yeah, you're right. We should, we should try and find some positivity in it. I'm considering, like you said, uh, how precautions have come a long way since, you know, the SARS outbreak of the SARS scare. Countries are prepared. They're a lot more prepared and they have, I think, generally, um, the supplies and the sort of, um, you know, the precautions in place, the systems in place to deal with these kind of outbreaks. Of course, that being said, it is hard, uh, difficult to control something once it sort of spreads throughout the general public. Like, if you have a hundred or so people infected and they didn't go to the hospital, then you're, <laughs> I mean, you're looking at an epidemic, basically. Pretty much, yeah. And that's one very huge critic, I find, of the um, Chinese government. We'll get to more about them later. But I sincerely think that they are understating the amount of infected. Oh, yeah. For, for sure. sure. 100%. I mean, the, the, the Chinese government lives off of deception. I mean, they deceive their own people. They deceive, uh, you know, the international audience. It's what they do. I mean, no one, I mean, no one would be surprised if all the numbers they've been reporting are, you know, a vast underestimation of, you know, the infected and even the deaths too. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and it's sad because they've quarantined off that whole city, um, Wuhan, well, yeah. and um, it's it's kind of scary to think what they what the chinese government can do to their own people if they so choose mm-hmm. like exactly what they're doing to um the uyghurs in xinjiang um ki- they it could probably happen to wuhan if if they wanted to if they wanted to right yeah. uh didn't you weren't you uh, messaging me about something uh, to do with the uyghurs and the coronavirus that's right um so the prisons in uh, Xinjiang, uh, basically, they're a breeding ground, and they're almost, almost like patient zero for uh, the coronavirus in Xinjiang because oh. once it spreads there, um, basically, in those closed, cramped quarters, it can spread like wild, wildfire throughout the oh, whole yeah. prison system. Oh yeah, yeah, because I mean, those the, are the kind of conditions. Uh, sorry, those are the kind of conditions. Uh, you know, these virulent uh, diseases thrive in, right? You know, when you have people in cramped, uh, cramped spaces and it's unsanitary and whatnot, I mean, oh, they, yeah. they really thrive in that kind of a hotbed. Oh, yeah, and just a quick shout-out or mention to, well, not really a mention, but, you know, this is kind of a PSA, public service announcement to the public. Um, so uh, the Uyghurs in China are being culturally... And ethnically cleansed, economically also, econo- everything. Yeah. Right? It's just it's basically genocide. And if you have not read about it, you should. And please be aware of what's going on. The Chinese government is trying to exterminate you know these people off the face of the planet, and it's horrible. And I really wish more people would sort of pay attention to that, just like you know they're paying attention to the event in Hong Kong and the coronavirus and whatnot. So please do uh, read up on the Uyghurs in China and you know their persecution. So yeah, and uh, but yes, uh, we will we will get to that if we do have the time uh, once we are finished talking about the coronavirus. Uh, but yeah, uh, uh, you were saying, yeah. So um, like they can do. Sorry, where was I? Uh, lost my train of track. Uh, we were now. we were talking about. <laughs> Uh, prisons, the prisons in uh, the province. Um, I don't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> oh, Xinjiang. Yeah, Xinjiang. Uh, uh, how they're hotbeds for uh, you know breeding grounds for disease. Uh, diseases like the coronavirus. Yeah, and it and it all goes down to um, it all boils down to the way they're sort of isolating them and putting them in these concentration camps it's kind of it, it is actually like um how the germans treated the jews uh mm-hmm. during the holocaust right and in some ways the there were infections there were disease just like uh 
in during the Holocaust, there is during um, th- this time um, in Xinjiang, um, and that's and it's funny if you look, read up on it, the reason why the Jews were sent to the gas chambers seems like a very <laughs> um, sketchy thing to say, but the reason why they were sent there was um, if they were severely ill and mm-hmm. uncurable. Yes. The, so the yes, Germans basically correct. sent them to death. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and, and it, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if you know the if Chinese the Chinese government were doing something like that under the carpet, you know, trying to hide it from the world. I mean, for sure, they're they're crazy, <laughs> to put it bluntly. The Chinese government is insane, and we all know what, what's going on in Hong Kong, and you know what's going on, and you know with the Uyghurs and stuff. And it's funny, uh, people people like to say that they're you know the, um, the Chinese population is brainwashed, but in reality, um, the Chinese population they know that their own government is corrupt. They just can't right. do anything about it. Exactly. <laughs> Cause, um, if they stood up, they they're afraid of another Tiananmen Square, basically. Hey, uh, what's that? I don't think that ever happened. Yeah. What What is that? <laughs> I, what uh, what say, did I just reference? <laughs> what did you say? I'm sorry, it was censored. I couldn't hear. The Chinese government is uh, hacking into our live podcast and bleeping out certain things. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> yeah. But sorry, yeah. what was that? Okay, I, I didn't catch that. Anyway, uh, <laughs> jokes jokes aside. <laughs> anyway, anyway, yeah. So um, I remember uh, when making notes for this this episode. Uh, I think uh, so. Just some stats. So the death toll has surpassed 300, and again. I wouldn't be surprised if it's more than that. And as we know, it began in Wuhan. And I think the first death outside of China was reported. In the uh, Philippines. The Philippines, yes. Yeah. But it was a Chinese national from Wuhan, uh, from what I understand. Yes. It, it, it wasn't actually uh, you know, a Filipino uh, man or woman. It was a man from Wuhan, a Chinese national. Yes, that's correct. And... Um, I think this has led to certain countries like New Zealand, I believe, is one of them, from completely, you know, barring Chinese nationals for the duration of, you know, this this panic, this, this first stage of, of the panic, uh, because they don't want, you know, to increase the risk of their own citizens uh, by, you know, coming into contact by with these uh, nationals from Wuhan. I believe it's only from the Wuhan region uh, that these countries like New Zealand are sort yeah. of banning from entering the country. It's not people from China in general. It's just people from Wuhan. Yeah. And to be fair, that is – that's a precaution that you exactly. take. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. There, there's nothing wrong with that. It is a legitimate precaution precaution, uh, precaution. Sorry, and it's something that you would want to take, I yeah. think, as a government. It's like a logical step because, you know, you see where this disease has originated from. You can triangulate that. You can pinpoint it and you can say, you know what? The first step we need to take in sort of lowering the risk to our own citizens is that we need to sort of hold back on taking in people from Wuhan. You know, limiting travel to and from Wuhan, I should say, because I'm not sure if it's if they've been restricting it, but. Uh, I I do know they've issued sort of like travel advisories against going to Wuhan. Yeah, <laughs> and I think this also, like, it's also led to certain airlines, um, which is which is another good step. So, Air Canada, Air Canada, United, uh, Qatar Airways, they've all uh, stopped flights to uh, mainland China, basically, mm-hmm. uh, and although that has um, caused the airports in China to be remarkably empty. It's also <laughs> a necessary uh, precaution to take because there are millions of flights or thousands of flights going into China every single day, <clears throat> rather. And uh, there's no way you can you can control it without actually stopping the flights altogether. Completely stopping it, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's impossible. You can't sort of say, hey... You know, you're welcome here, and sort of just like, <laughs> sort of like you know, nonchalantly screen people for this disease, and then, okay, you, you can come into our country. I mean, you have to take you have to take you know these big steps. Yeah, and or else you will be allowing 
coronavirus to, you know, uh, free range in your country. Oh yeah, for sure. And I, and I actually heard that the border guards, they're because the virus is so dormant, the border guards have just been waving people through just, um, you know, just to get them through and into the hospital system because they don't know. Right. They, there's nowhere to know how, if they're effect, infected by the coronavirus or right. if they had the flu. Right. <laughs> yeah, because the, the symptoms are similar, right? It's, it's like, like a, you, you get flu-like symptoms, you get cold-like symptoms. And from what I understand, it's not only... So, you know, you can't, you know, your cough and whatnot isn't going away and you feel ill. You go and you go to the hospital and then they say, oh, guess what? You're infected with coronavirus. That's the only time you know that you've been infected. And and it's sad because in the end, a lot of people, you know, near in the late, the late stages of the disease, from what I hear, you can actually uh, develop pneumonia, which is, which as we know, is a, a very deadly disease, even in, you know, the modern healthcare system. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> and this is and it's funny like even the the first case of the coronavirus even he was that's how i figured out that they were actually just waving them through is that he he actually mentioned that he was coming from wuhan and the border officer basically <laughs> he waved him through so i know it's subjective but i think maybe there has to be a little bit more done on that front but at the same time you can't really you can't really do anything about it on the on the on the border side <laughs> once they're once they're in the country they're in the country i suppose yeah, yeah. and it, it, particularly being the uh, countries that share uh, an actual land border with china so like uh, russia and uh, other countries it's oh, yeah. it's a lot it's a lot difficult uh, a lot more difficult for them uh, because you don't you, you're not just trying to limit air traffic you're also dealing with you know via land vehicles you know cars trucks and whatnot so yeah. I'd, I'd imagine it's it's a pretty hellish landscape right now at, at the borders. You know, I, I don't know what uh, these governments are telling their border security about, uh, you know, about the coronavirus and what, and what measures they need to take. But you know, again, how do you how do you stop that? It's not it's not like air travel where you can sort of identify uh, the passengers right uh, beforehand. No. I mean, with with land travel, you're dealing with you know high volumes of traffic, right? Oh, so, sure. <laughs> I mean, to to disrupt that would be devastating. So it's tough. It, it's rough for these countries like Russia to deal with it. Yeah, and then you get into the issue of like um, profiling, and you know, um, if so, is like say Russia, for instance, they they see like. Um, I don't know. Actually, maybe not. Maybe not a good example. But um, see, they just start screening every vehicle going into <laughs> going into Russia. That's that's not only impractical. It's just like, I mean, it, it's not really. <laughs> I can't really say if it's. Worth I mean, I the sure. I'm sure. To... I'm sure they do. They already do that to yeah, some degree because. Dry smuggling. I know there's a lot of, but I yeah, I, I get I get what you're saying. It would be very impractical to sort of halt every single vehicle and you know whip out this this uh, coronavirus checklist and say this 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 you know. <laughs> exactly. Are you playing this? Are you playing this? Because even if you do that, that person you know if even if they show symptoms of the coronavirus, it could just be them with the flu, or it could be just a cold or a cough. So <laughs> it would be a highly impractical and i'm sure uh the guards at the border are not outfitted with the same technology as hospitals so you know they can't they can't really you know take uh blood samples or whatnot and look at them under a microscope and identify you know know, the rna strands and the viruses and say oh my god this is this is the coronavirus this is uh what is what is the scientific um oh uh 2019 dash hyphen ncov Okay, that's, that's what it mouthful. is. <laughs> it's a mouthful. That's I'm not sure what the term is, and that's a shame because I actually studied contagious diseases in university. But that's <laughs> that, that's the that's the scientific name uh, for the coronavirus. You know, like H1N1 and whatnot. Yeah. So they they don't have the technology to do that. Um, you know, at the border, and if they if they did, there'd be huge disruptions to you know the economy and you know the systems of the entire country. Yeah. So. 
again, what do you do at the border? You can't. You can only do the very basic stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, have you been to Wuhan? How do you, you know? Yeah, that's have you have serious, you know, um, conditions, <laughs> whatever the the questions, and you, and you just hope that people will be truthful, be honest, right? <laughs> and you most, have to expect the best out of people. <laughs> yeah, and for the most part, I think they have like they have like the people anyway. Um, but at the same time, there has been some dishonesty on the um, part of like. Un, you know, fears or uh, uncalled for attitudes towards um, Chinese people and actually right. businesses, especially in Toronto, which is kind of surprising. I mean, we saw this during SARS, but I'm surprised that it actually happened. A little bit surprised. I mean, I'm not surprising from that it came from like certain communities, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> cough, cough, our own one. <laughs> but just just the other day, sorry, uh, just the other day, uh, a bit of a personalized uh, bit into this this topic of you know, spreading false information and racist attitudes. Uh, names will not be mentioned here, <laughs> you know, <laughs> in order to maintain good relationships, but. Uh, uh, if you are part of the South Asian community, then you will have under, uh, well, we will have the ability to understand what we're talking about when you, when we say that WhatsApp messages, you know, those forwarded WhatsApp messages are a huge problem. Oh, <laughs> and, for sure. <laughs> and I won't be naming anyone, uh, but just the other day in our own family group, um, we had been messaged or, or forwarded a message that that said, uh, "What was the markets? New Spiceland? Oh Spiceland? yeah, uh, New Spiceland. A totally unrelated and uh, <laughs> South Asian business. <laughs> it's like New New Spiceland. Uh, you know, the the message was, uh, what was it? There, there were guys with the, in hazmat suits at New Spice New Spiceland, and the I mean, the place is being closed. And when I saw this, I'm like, hold on, what? And I, I looked it up on, you know, like CBC and whatnot, because I'm thinking, I thought, you know, to be honest, I thought, you know, maybe it could be real. So I looked it up and, you know, I couldn't find a news story. And then I, I texted you, um, like, you know, I asked you, you know, is New Spiceland closed? And, yeah. then, <laughs> and then you called them. I know. I, I literally called them. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> and it, it turns out they're open. <laughs> And I, I go back to that that message, and uh, there is there is a picture attached to it. Um, and when you look closely at it, you go, "Hold on a second, this isn't this isn't Scarborough. This is in China." <laughs> so, so it's it's a big problem, uh, misinformation, and all these very strange attitudes that some people take towards, um, you know, ethnic groups in times like this. And, and it, it's, a, it's a big problem because, I, I mean, you're, you're spreading fear and paranoia, first of all. And that's not what governments want you to do because it only contributes to the panic. And you don't want your population to be panicking at a time like this because, if anything, it could cause more breakdowns to the system. You know, with people refraining from going to work or going to school and you oh, get yeah. these these halts in service, and it's it's a very you know it's so sort of this this concatenation of events that happen, you know, this chain reaction. Oh yeah, for sure. And <laughs> sorry, the funniest part of that chain <laughs> message <laughs> was that it literally said CCP two four. Yeah, CCP twenty four. <laughs> I looked, I went to CP twenty four's website, and I did not see any article like that. I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> what? And that's when I, that's when I suspected that this is one of those typical forwarded South Asian messages full of baloney. <laughs> and, and, and like, because you'd realize, you know, f- first thing, it's in Scarborough. CP24 would be all over that. Exactly. exactly. That's what I was saying. If if there were guys in hazmat suits walking around Scarborough, you can bet that some brown guy will pick up his phone and say, "Hey fam, check this out." You know, it'll be on his, you know, his WhatsApp, you know, his uh, Snapchat stories and your know, Instagram stories. It'd be it'd be all over the place, okay, on social oh, yeah. media. There's there is no way uh, the media in Scarborough would be able to sort of contain that. 
there's no way it would be all over the place. It would be it would basically be broadcasted live news. So uh, to the Across people the who believe that story, it is wrong. <laughs> it's <laughs> exactly. false. It did not happen. You know, Spiceland is open for business. Please and go shop there. Just go shop there. <laughs> if you do like shopping there. Oh yeah. Yes, exactly. And and the funniest part is I see another message from like uh, um, a similar message saying, "Don't go to Markham TNT supermarket." Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Because of the second coronavirus patient has been there before. Okay, he'd been there before. What are you gonna do? <laughs> what? Don't go to Markville Mall. What? <laughs> Markville Mall is like a huge mall. How are you going? To... It's just so impractical and hilarious. I know, right? And and... They... <laughs> it's it's so funny and just and sad simultaneously so sad because that's so that's so petty and mistrustful. Some people can be of certain communities. I mean, we we as South Asians and Muslims experience it ourselves. To some so you, degree, yeah. But so you, at, at the same time, we also we also do it to yeah. other people. You so just, we can't. We can't. Sorry, sorry, go on. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, I was just saying you'd expect us to know better, right? Right, right. You'd expect us to know better because it, we experience it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but again, that goes back to the part about um, yeah, not. The reason why we shouldn't do this is to not strike fear into anybody's heart unnecessarily, and mm-hmm. don't spread any misinformation because that's going to make it worse. It'll make it worse, and yeah. that is the exact opposite of what you should be doing. Uh, yeah. um, and this this goes for any kind of story, I guess. Uh, when you do receive uh, any kind of message like that on WhatsApp or text message or uh, whatever the messenger may be, always make sure to verify it before sending it to other people because there is a good chance that it is a manufactured story. Uh, in the case of you know, Spiceland, I think it could have been you know a competitor trying to deduct from Spiceland's uh, customer base. So you never know. Always make sure to verify a story. Oh yeah, for sure. And in a way, this is a good like a good reason or good thing that some governments are doing around the world and in part the Chinese government as well controlling mm. misinformation and kind of locking down social media, WhatsApp, right. whenever these incidents happen. I remember this happened last year in Sri Lanka during the bombings. Um, the Sri Lankan government shut down social media and WhatsApp to curb misinformation from spreading uh, among the Muslim right. community, among the Sinhalese community. Um, yeah, they did that to stop the place going haywire, basically. Yeah. And yeah. People losing their absolute skin over, you know, <laughs> something that isn't true. <laughs> you know, and... Yes, it's authoritarian, and we can get to that later, but sometimes that needs to be done. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Like, I think, I think uh, a bit of an off-topic thing here, but I think uh, part of the reason WhatsApp limited the number of people you can forward messages to is because of you know these incidents. I, I think it was in, in India where... Yes. Um, <laughs> A message was forwarded to a whole bunch of people, which led to um, was it a murder? Or I can't. I'm misremembering the story here. I think. I think so. Yeah, I I remember it too. Um, it might have been. Might have been a murder. So it was something like that. It was yeah. Like this, I think this mob or something. Uh, after receiving, you know, the, these forwarded WhatsApp messages, they just went i don't remember the exact details of the story and if anyone uh does please do comment yes uh, i think i think they had received messages about oh man 
I, well, I'm shooting blanks here, but yeah, it, it was along those lines of they got a message and then, you know, they went haywire and they killed someone and turns out that entire thing was false. So yeah, that, that's the reason why WhatsApp limited uh, the number of people you could forward messages to. Yeah, and it's it's a good it's a good step. Like and that's a that's a way the free market has actually done it. So you mm-hmm. know it's actually something that needs to be done. Um when governments step in, it's actually even better because they're actually enforcing their own law and um taking right. showing the population that you know what regardless of um where you come from spreading lies spreading misinformation is wrong <laughs> essentially and sometimes it can be a good thing but then when they take it too far like what the chinese government is doing in um xinjiang which we will mm-hmm. now get to um it becomes a detriment to oh and, and and before we do sorry before we do uh move on uh with a quick time check Oh, uh, about 30 minutes, I believe. Okay, 30 minutes. So a perfect time to move on. Uh, but again, before, before we do, uh, a quick another PSA to everyone. The best way to combat any kind of disease is to wash your hands. So people, please, whenever you come inside or before you eat or anything, wash your hands with soap or, or just with hot water if you don't want to use soap. Yes. Anything, please. And also, this is what I learned... I remember learning this in elementary school. Um, wash your hands for the amount of time you can sing the ABCs. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And um, also, sneeze into your elbow. Elbow. Which... And not your palms. <laughs> oh, no. That's the worst thing you could do. <laughs> your elbow. You know, cover your mouth with, with your elbow when you cough too. Um, and I think in, specifically related to the coronavirus, I think the WHO has a whole bunch of uh, precautions you can take to limit your risk of contracting the coronavirus. You know, after you come into contact with animals, be it, you know, dogs or cats, always wash your hands, you know, cover your mouth. Uh, avoid travel to infected areas. So, yes, do not go to Wuhan if you, are, if you do have plans on traveling there for business. You but know, you- reschedule. But you can go to Wuhan Noodle, which is a great Chinese restaurant in uh, Markham. I have never been there. (laughs) No, I just saw that on the news, so I just... (laughs) I see. (laughs) Yes, yeah, avoid uh, infected areas. Avoid infected areas. (laughs) Specifically Wuhan. (laughs) Wuhan. And, uh, yeah, uh, now that we we did talk about, I think, everything we want to talk about, and... Uh, we wanted to mention some stuff about the the Uyghurs, so we will do just that in the 15 or so minutes we have left. So, uh, as we said earlier in that quick PSA, uh, there is a ethnic cleansing going on in China, being committed against the Uyghurs by the Chinese government, and to put it bluntly, it is an abhorrent crime against humanity that's to put it very lightly actually lightly <laughs> <laughs> it's it's actually much worse than that um some people say that you know trials of humanity are you know differ across time but i have never seen something so i don't know blatantly you know unhuman it or inhuman being committed against a civilization like this i don't know if you have but i've never seen it um i mean the the holocaust is pretty bad the holocaust was pretty bad yeah but I, holocaust... I didn't w- witness it myself so <laughs> uh, yeah well that we have witnessed that we have witnessed yeah. <laughs> our generation hasn't really seen that uh, of course we have the whole thing in with the rohingya people in uh, burma as well yes so... yeah of course so but, we, but we, uh, as a generation, haven't really witnessed anything like this on, on the sort of scale that that's the, that is taking place. On it's it's akin to what the Europeans did to the Native Americans here in in uh, North America, where they're not only trying to exterminate you know the people, they're trying to get rid of the culture. Exactly, I, I would say, um, essentially, what they're doing really is putting there i actually read an article and this really really made me upsetting uh the chinese are actually 
trying to they're they basically said that they're going to rewrite or attempt to rewrite the Quran mm-hmm. and um it's funny one of the i think it was a muslim scholar or i think it was yasser qadi he basically said that they can try to rewrite the quran but it'll still remain in the hearts of the muslim um men and men and women in uh, xinjiang <laughs> essentially I mean, I don't know. I don't know how you're gonna do that. When, but, you know, there yeah. are a whole bunch of people who memorized it. But I mean, you can get exactly. you can try. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's that's the whole point. <laughs> you can <could> try. <laughs> that's the whole point of. Uh, if anything, if anything, if anything, it's only uh, exposing the Chinese government for you know the corrupt, uh, tyrannical body that they are. Yeah, exactly. And uh, sorry for the pause there. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't think you were finished. I thought. But... I thought. I thought it was part of a, a connection issue because right now I'm getting a, a poor connection warning from Skype. <laughs> oh, no, no. It, I I just paused. Anyway, yeah. Um, it 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 really is. I don't know how to put it. Really, they're what they're doing. Um, I'll give you another example. Um. Chinese Han Chinese men, which is the majority, uh, are being they're being basically forced onto the Uyghur women, which is abhorrent, I, yes, absolutely abhorrent. Like, um, the 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 Uyghur Muslim women are actually being told to uh, marry these Han Chinese men to absolve themselves of their uh, Muslim heritage, and. And the Chinese government is saying that this is to rid China of terrorist thoughts and ideals, which is just, I mean... I don't know how anyone could listen to that and say, yeah, you guys are doing a great job. (laughs) I mean, at at its core, that whole concept is, is, you know, tribal warfare, you know, kill the men, take the women sort of thing. Essentially, yeah. It's it's the way it's the way historically, clans and tribes and kingdoms have sort of absolved or uh, absorbed, sorry, other uh, other clans by you know you know killing the men, getting rid of all the men, getting uh, getting rid of this uh, anyone who could sort of stand up against them militarily, and sort of taking in historically the more docile um, aspect of the culture, which was which was the generally the women and the children. And sort of indoctrinating them into their own culture, right? And completely wiping out any sort of traces of identity that you know the conquered group may have possessed. And and again, it's it's the exact same thing that happened in North America. In North America, exactly. I mean, you had residential schools. You had, I mean, we still have reserves today, and you know that, and all those, uh, you know, the, that, that legacy that colonialism has left behind it. It's still felt by you know, contemporary Native Americans because of what their, sorry, ancestors uh, experienced, and, I, and I'm sure uh, generations from now, you know, if the Chinese government is not stopped in doing you know what they have done, it's it's going to produce a very similar effect or even worse than what the natives have gone through because as it, as it currently stands, uh, no one is. No one is putting a halt to this, you know, uh, the, the, all these actions. Exactly. Like, even <clears throat> um, some of China's biggest detractors, um, <clears throat> Mr. Trump <laughs> and the United States of America. I mean, you can argue what they, what, they, what can they do, mm-hmm. but I mean, they probably don't want to start a war, but I mean, they could do something. Right, they could, uh, they could, but will they? <laughs> will they? That's the question. <laughs> I think there's too much to. I don't know. <laughs> too much to lose. They, I think what, again, the states is weird. They, they, what states is, do they? I think all they care about really is themselves again. <laughs> again, right? <laughs> yeah, and what Trump is doing is. Him targeting China is all about trade. He doesn't care mm. about the people in China or anyone suffering. He just wants what's what America wants. He just wants to 
make America great again. <laughs> right, 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 right. And you know, and uh, it's it's not only America. We can't uh, we can't yeah. absolve the, the sort of Muslim countries exactly uh, of everything because oh, okay. you know they're they've been pretty quiet too, uh, shamefully. So I, I don't I don't think there has been a Muslim country that has sort of spoken out against against it. And you know why that is? Chinese money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, have you have you watched that South Park episode about China? I think I have, but it's it's been a while. Uh, there's there's a specific line uh, in it. It's kind of explicit because this is a family friendly podcast. Um, I will uh, try and work my way around it, but basically, it's 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 uh, the guy who is a a film producer says something along the lines of, "You need to lower your ideals if you want to drink from the milk of China." <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. And sorry, go on. Did you? Did you sorry, want to say <laughs> there's something went in my eye and not itching it. But oh, yeah, okay. and, and when you think about it, and this is the, around the time of the whole Hong Kong protest thing, uh, when when it was at its hottest, right? And when when you think about it, it 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 really strikes home because a lot of these uh, big corporations. They will, while they won't do it publicly, I'm sure, you know, behind closed doors, very covertly, they will sort of lower their ideals to get some of that, you know, that Chinese money. (laughs) Oh, exactly. And actually, um, you could say that some of the Muslim countries, unfortunately, are doing it publicly. Mm -hmm. Um, Unfortunately, I'd like to say that Saudi Arabia, uh, Qatar... um, in some ways, um, UAE, Bahrain, all the Gulf countries are right in there. Exactly. Because I mean, and I, and I understand. Sorry, and I understand that there isn't much you could do like without violating, yeah, I don't know, any kind of peace treaty. Yeah. But the very least, at the very least, you could say something, right? You could, you know, condemn them publicly. At, at least it would be a step taken in the right direction. Not, not a very huge step, but it's it's something. It's there. You've acknowledged that it's going on, and you know you're calling out China for you know these abhorrent actions. I think the biggest issue is um, these countries, um, even Pakistan, for instance. They stand to gain economically from the Belt and Road Initiative. I don't know if you've mm-hmm. heard of that. Uh, which goes, funny enough, right through Xinjiang. Right. Right. And if that and that uh, Belt and Road Initiative is going to essentially be another silk silk road, basically. A modern day silk road. Mm-hmm. And, and it's I'm... going to and sorry, I, I would imagine if if they were to speak out against China, uh, they would have certain uh, there would be a certain loss in privileges pertaining to that to that road, right? Economic privileges. Oh, definitely, there'd be huge repercussions. Like they'd probably be excluded from the, that uh, initiative. I'd like oh yeah! To think so. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! yeah. And I mean, as. As strange as it sounds, I, I, I guess you have to give the Chinese some credit for, you know, being able to put half the world in this economic stranglehold. <laughs> I mean, it's like, <laughs> but they, could, they can say to anyone, you know, do this, or practically anyone. I'm, you know, they can't really threaten you know, countries with nuclear power, but, yeah. you know, smaller countries. They can essentially bully a lot of countries, you know, because they have them in their pocket. Just, and they're being sort of fed off Chinese money. Yeah, and just look at what's happening in Sri Lanka. Oh yeah. Oh god. Oh, man. <laughs> I feel so sorry for that country right now. <laughs> it's I don't know. The the Chinese have them right now in the right where they want them. <laughs> Sri Lanka um, is basically China, China's lapdog, aren't they at this point? <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially and I think I think this this sort of goes back to um, 
it dates back to uh, the whole Sri Lanka thing, uh, the the civil war with the, you know the Tamil Tigers and whatnot. How much yeah. aid the Chinese lent the Sri Lankan government, and I'm not sure. Like I, I don't know that much about uh, Sri Lankan politics or you know their economy to comment on certain things. But uh, I don't. But I'm sure. Sri Lanka is in debt to China, as a lot of countries are. Yeah, heavily, um, heavily actually. Um, they're trying to diversify that as as best they can, but they are heavily in debt to China. But at the same time, it's funny actually. I was reading a post on the Chinese subreddit, and one person was like. China, this coronavirus, if it spreads so much into China, um, it could actually be the detriment to China's economy because China has lent so much money, and they're actually they're literally they've literally their debt is actually them. I don't know how to put this. It's like they've borrowed money, and they're lending that borrowed money to these countries. Wait, so China borrowed money and they're lending that borrowed money to countries? I can, I think so. That's what this guy put it. It was, it was who, a very weird. Who did they borrow money from? The the bankers. Ah. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> oh man, we're getting into that territory. Eh? I mean, I'm not, I'm not denying the the story, but it, it, you you hear you hear that time and time again that uh, you know, uh, and it, it has happened in the past where countries. Uh, sort of borrow money from banks in order to you know wage wars to fund their wars and whatnot. So it's it's a very it's a very real uh, yeah thing. And, and I I think in uh, I think in uh, no I think we know in Game of Thrones uh, fictionally speaking that's what that's exactly what Stannis does. He goes to the Iron Bank and you know takes a loan to pay off for the, the you know his mercenaries. So it's it's something that happens and. It, I wouldn't be surprised if, if that is, you know, the actual case. Yeah, and some people might uh, are going as far to say that um, if, like, if the Chinese um, economy, like, if this coronavirus spreads so far into China, people are gonna uh, take their manufacturing elsewhere, and the they they think that the econ- the Chinese economy would crash, mm-hmm. and this would be like the end of the Communist Party. But I doubt that's gonna happen. I, it might, but it's a very slim possibility as it is right now. <laughs> um, but uh, it's it's a possibility, and it's because uh, oh, for sure, for yeah. sure. I, I mean, that's I guess it'd kind of be sweet justice for the Uyghur people to see this happening, but <laughs> but, but it uh, would do some real heck in China. Like there would be riots, like literally. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is the entire this is the collapsible country we're talking about, right? Exactly, akin uh, to. The USSR oh, almost. Right, right, exactly. Uh, can we get a quick time check? Uh, forty-seven minutes, almost forty-eight. Forty-seven minutes. Okay, I, I guess we could we could end it off here. Um, if you don't have any anything else to say. No, I think we've covered pretty much everything. Pretty much everything. We had to kind of rush to fit in uh, the Uyghur stuff and whatnot within fifteen minutes. Uh, but we did cover, I think, uh, the gist of it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Uh, do let us know what you think on, you know, the coronavirus, you know, has it, has it uh, sort of spread to your country? Um, what are the cases, um, that have been reported in your nations? Uh, how, what, what steps are the governments, uh, governments of your countries doing to ensure that, uh, the virus didn't spread or, you know, just give us your general thoughts on the whole outbreak situation. Do you, and, yeah, do sorry. you feel the media is overblowing the situation <laughs> hot hot uh, question there yes are they uh you know is the chinese media hiding certain things do you think is there a bit of a conspiracy around the number of deaths and the number of infected infect infections sorry um so yeah do let us know what you think and again relating to the Uyghur topic please do look into it it is a very very pressing and concerning issue yeah, and it is a violation of everything. As is like the case with many um, cases of suffering um, peoples mm-hmm. all over the globe. Exactly, um, Kashmir, um, Rohingya, Palestine. Palestine yeah, um, 
it would do good for people to look into this topic, especially you know because it's related to China and there's so many stories coming out of China and you know it kind of gets buried by the Hong Kong protests and the coronavirus issue. Uh, but if you a quick search will show you what's going on and it is it is you know words can't describe you know the atrocities how bad it is uh the best way we can put it you know like we mentioned earlier is that it is very you know eerily similar to what the european nations like england and france did to the natives here in north america very very um, similar so please do look into it google is your friend after all (laughs) Are they? Are they? Are they? Okay, okay maybe with not. China? Are they with China? Are they in China's pocket? <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's a, that's a question for another day. But uh, yeah, uh, this has been um, your co-host again, Obeid and Walid. Oh, we're we're doing that. Oh yeah, uh, oh. your co your co-host Walid. But but you should know us. You should yeah, know us. You should know us by now. This is episode episode uh, 20, 29. 29. Yeah. Uh, wow, we'll we'll be on episode thirty soon, and we're coming up to our one year anniversary so. one year anniversary yes and we, we will do a special for that um, we haven't decided what that special is uh, we will keep it a surprise I think I'll be in Ottawa for that special will you yeah I think so okay so we will do a live from Ottawa uh, anniversary special uh, what that special is we don't know uh, we will decide and you will find out on the next episode uh, so yeah thanks for tuning in and Have a great evening or morning or whatever time you are tuning in to listen to this. Thank you.